That's what it's called, pantophobia. Not fear of pants, though, if that's what you're thinking. It's fear of everything. They're monstrous things. Maybe they could be possessed and attack me in my sleep. Hello and welcome to Pantophobia. I'm your host, Jeff Wagg, coming to you from the College of Curiosity. In this mini-episode, co-host Aubrey Henretti interviews a man from Northern California. Note, this episode does contain a bit of frank language. Yes, that might be a pun. So, introduce yourself. Tell us what you're afraid of. Uh, my name is Known Wells. Uh, I am afraid of public urinals. <laughs> Okay. Now that so are you afraid of the <laughs> are you afraid of the urinals themselves or is it using the bathroom in public that you are not comfortable with? I would say it's probably more the latter, but I don't know. I mean, they're, they're monstrous things, you know, in 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 a sense. So, you know, maybe they could be possessed and attack me in my sleep. I don't know. I have really no idea. But if you see a urinal, are you like, "Ugh," like do you think of it like, "Oh no. It's coming." Or do you just kind of not worry about it unless you're actually in a public bathroom? Probably I don't. I don't really worry about it unless I'm unless I know. Well, I mean, certainly once I enter the public bathroom, but there there is it sort of creeps into, you know, if I'm in a place where I know that there are public bathrooms and I know that I'm going to have to use them at some point. So the fear starts to creep in that way as well. So if you're out and about, if you're at the office, if you're at some sort of event, a concert, something like that. Yes. So do you have an origin story for this fear? Did, did you have an incident, a urinal incident? Well, I don't, I don't suppose there is a necessarily an origin story, but one of the sort of scary moments in my public urinal journey uh, <laughs> is when I went to uh, Wrigley Field on a baseball trip you know, right after college. Um, I'm dating myself, but uh, it would have been... 10 plus years ago. I'm sure you may, may, may have been there, but not in the men's restroom, but they have uh, what can only be described as a trough. Um, <laughs> this sounds, I'm a little bit scared listening to this description. Right? It's like, uh, what do they expect? Like we're some sort of like animals. We are animals. So you have to get Let's up like you, there's no divider. You just. No divider, no partitions. It's just like an open trough wangs out uh, everywhere, and, um, you know, it's uncomfortable. I would imagine so. Yeah. I have heard from others that there is, like, a complicated men at urinals rule, like, where if depending on the number of people and the number of urinals, you have to pick a certain one in order to not make other people suspicious or angry. Is that true? I don't know what this is, but if there are rules, maybe that would um, put my mind at ease a bit. I don't know. But I don't know if these rules you speak of. That's interesting. Okay, if you walk in and there's nobody in there, obviously you can yeah. stand wherever you want. Sure. But if you walked in there and there was one other person only, and say there were like three or four urinals, would you ever stand next to that other person? Oh, I see what you're saying. No. But like, I, I'd imagine maybe other people uh, ha would have the same thought and say, yeah, oh, you know, I don't, you know, I at least want a, a one public urinal uh, buffer. Right. But yeah, no, I think it's similar to public transportation rules, right? If you're yeah. on the bus or on the train, sure. just try to stay as far away from everyone else as you can. But, you know, I've been in situations where that has not happened, where I was there all alone, you know, I'm sort of in the zone and I think I'm doing well. And then, uh, you know, there's like, you know, maybe four 
other urinals uh, around and someone comes right next to me. There's just something really wrong with it. <laughs> Let me just validate your fears right now. Okay. Because good. if I'm on, I've had that happen on the train too. And it's not even the same thing because I don't have my genitals visible. Like, when this happens. <laughs> but like I've been on the train where it's an empty car or practically empty, and somebody comes in and sits directly behind me. Like, what are you doing? Don't you know the rules that we all have to follow so that we know we're not near other crazy people? Or are you a crazy person? Like, yeah. this is, we, these rules exist for all of our mutual comfort, I think. I do feel like it's you know, sort of common sense, you know, part of the sort of social fabric that it's just, you know, personal bubbles and personal space is, is an important thing. And I think most people get that. But, you know, I've heard stories of people on trains doing that same thing and then also having their genitals out. That's if you ride the blue line in Chicago, that's where you're going to see most of that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it's like in other places, but here, if you want to see a wang on the train, the blue line is a good place to do that. Blue line. Um, got it. It won't be on your terms, though. It will right. be on. It will be on the Wang owner's terms. It's um, described in the Wang owner's manual. Of that's course. right. Do Volume they do they three. give you that? Like when you're 13. They do. They do. <laughs> yeah. Some people don't follow it clearly. Yeah. Apparently not. That is number one. So, did something particularly traumatic besides the fact that there were no dividers that this thing happened to at Wrigley Field, or was this just like you walked in and were like, "Oh, I didn't think it could be any worse, and now it is." Yeah, it, it's really just like the worst possible scenario for someone like me who is generally has that anxiety and fear about public urinals because it's like I said, it's a giant trough. I want some structure and some it's nice to have partitions because a like I know that generally someone's not going to kind of look over at my wiener depending on how tall this person is or how tall the partition is. But that at least sort of like, oh, I go here. It's like a you know, it's like a drive through. Oh, like this is where I go. I'm going to wait here with the trough. It's just like a free for all. And so, you know, you're more than likely, especially at a baseball game, you're more than likely going to be caught in a story where, like, people are just way too close to you. And then, you know, it's game over. <laughs> just just wangs everywhere, as you said. Yes. So had you ever seen one of those before? Before you saw it there? Did you know that such a thing could even exist? Wangs or troughs? <laughs> no, trough. You're, I, assume you, I assume you had, like, developed a theory of mind for penises by that point Probably. i had a strong i had a strong inclination <laughs> i heard about them it's kind of like you know hearing about the abominable snowman or something you're like <laughs> hear about them you're like mm, maybe they exist but also like eh, am i ever gonna run into it and then of course i go to this stadium that's 100 years old and bam trough city have you seen one in a newer place ever is this just like maybe the way they used to do it I think it's just the way they used to do it. I, I can't think of if I've run into that situation again. I was just imagining some sort of very trendy startup building where they're like just soft light and maybe a bathroom attendant who also hovers close to you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Would you like a mint, sir? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'd like you to go away while I pee. Yes. I don't care if my breath smells good while I'm peeing. Do you think that you end up in terrible public urinal situations more than somebody who doesn't care. No, I mean, I, I don't think so. I mean, if I'm getting what you're saying, you know, the urinal is some sort of like character in the horror film, it follows and it's kind of like following me around. But I don't think that's the case. And I also don't think I'm unique in this. Maybe maybe fear or at least at the very least anxiety about peeing in public. Mm -hmm. 
I'd imagine that there are countless people like me who have that anxiety. Oh, I think you're right. I've heard enough. I mean, thank you. Because my wife just walked in the room and she shook her head. No, (laughs) No, it's only (laughs) she's just trying to make me feel bad. I think that probably everyone has had that situation. Or like if you're even if you're not particularly scared of peeing in public, but there's just a time where somebody does something weird, like comes up to say in the ladies room, you have the stalls instead of the urinals. Someone comes in the one right next to yours and all the rest of them are empty. And then you're just thrown off your game. I mean, right. I think that probably happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, even if they are not normally uh, afraid of it, which is, I think that says something. Our first episode of this podcast was about drowning. And mm. one of our co-hosts, Mark, that's like a particular fear of his. He was very scared specifically of drowning. However, yeah. everybody is kind of scared of drowning. You know, yes. I mean, if you put someone in a situation where they got close to drowning, nobody would be like, it was fine. I didn't care. It's a scary thing. Right. Because the end result of that situation is usually death. The end result of my situation is usually just a little bit of blushing or not being able to pee, stomach aches, whatever. I mean, embarrassment is a pretty powerful motivator to not do things, though. Yes. Um, if you wanted to like get inside your own head for a minute, do you do you think you know what the fear is about? Is it really? Is your fear really of? Is it of peeing? Is it that someone's gonna see you or or be like you're not peeing as well as me? What do you <laughs> think it is? What do you think's gonna happen? Look at my yeah. I like the idea of like someone's like, my stream is bigger than yours. Look at how strong my stream is. You got to work on your technique, bro. Yeah, seriously. You got to do the you got to do the left hand, bro. It's sort of amorphous. I, I don't think it's like a defined anxiety. I think it's just being out there and then me sort of being in my head and overthinking things and just being up there and thinking, oh, you know, if I'm having a moment where I'm like, oh, crap, this is not happening and I'm trying to like breathe through it. And then I start thinking like, oh, the guy next to me or sometimes the, the teenager who has no issues <laughs> next to me <laughs> is thinking that guy next to me. Like I can audibly hear that he's not peeing. And <laughs> is is he a creepazoid? Like, is he like waiting to pounce on me or is he some sort of alien from outer space? And he's like trying to understand like how the peeing process works. I don't know. Like these types of things sort of go through my head sometimes. So I think it's just this general sort of undefined anxiety. So it sounds like it's maybe the fear is almost it's that you won't be able to pee and then somebody will draw a conclusion about you based on the fact that you could not pee. That's certainly part of it. Do you know what the other part is? I'm just curious. In this scenario, like I don't know if it's necessarily specifically like what people are thinking of me. Because it's strange. Like every other facet of my life, I don't really care. But with this, I don't know. Maybe I have like some sort of traumatic experience related to this in my childhood that I've blocked out and I just can't remember. I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe it's just arbitrary. Maybe. I think that's a totally reasonable theory of fears also. That sometimes you're just afraid of something because that's what's in your brain. And it doesn't have to have some big explanation. Yesterday, I was at work. I've peed in this restroom many times. So I think that in and of itself puts me at ease a bit because I understand the surroundings. I sort of understand the goings on of the other people in the building. Like I kind of gauge when they come and go. Like I have a confidence in where I'm going to be standing, you know, all these things. When I don't have those things and it's, you know, it's a new area and I don't know the structural setup of the public restroom itself and I don't know the types of people who are coming in, like, I think those sort of unknowns give me more anxiety about it. 
that seems to track with what anxiety is like. If right. things are unfamiliar, that's worse than things that are familiar. Exactly. Do you have any desire to overcome this fear? I do have a trick that you could try, but I'm not oh, going to like I'm not going to send people to your house to kidnap you and and take you on some sort of cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, <laughs> that would yeah, that would be some sort of um this is reality not a trick. Yeah, I don't reality have, TV show like go not, go go. Yeah, they're not waiting We're in the van. No, but I do I do know one little trick that I've heard of that may Please, help you. Tell if me. you if you have a desire to try it. Please. Um, the trick apparently is that you do math in your head. Just do multiplication tables or just try to add two really big numbers together in your head while you're standing there. And apparently oh. your brain cannot be worried about peeing and adding numbers together or multiplying or whatever at the same time. I Where don't know did if you it's hear true. this? I, I heard it from a person who maybe heard it from the internet. So okay. it's, it's twice removed hearsay. But <laughs> it kind of makes sense to me. Like if you distract yourself. Yeah. From, occupying your mind yeah. with a, a sort of complex math problem. Yeah. So if you're if you're willing to try that, I'd love to check in with you after you do that. Yeah. Hashtag uh, P updates. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I would absolutely would love to try that. You know, I <laughs> I'm a writer. I work with words. I math is the worst thing possible for me because I'm, I'm just horrible at it. But I'm not afraid of it, so oh, that's, oh, that's yeah. key. Yeah. Yeah, if you were scared of it, this would maybe, it would cancel itself out. Have you ever done anything completely ridiculous to avoid this fear of public peeing? Nothing, like, over-the-top outrageous. You know, I've been thinking about this more and more, like, ever since we started talking about it. And, you know, when I was a kid, and I think this is pretty common to all, like, certainly boys, but I would you know, be out and about like all day long from morning to like night, you know, and sometimes not. I just like stay at friends' houses and stuff sort of to maximize adventure time. Uh, not the show, just adventure, adventures in the world. I would, you know, I would like hold, hold it. I would not pee because like peeing means, you know, I'm wasting a couple of minutes of like not playing hide and seek or whatever. Right. You know, and so maybe that I'm thinking now, like maybe that has something to do with it. So you didn't yeah. take advantage of your genetic ability to pee anywhere at those times in the woods or like <laughs> I certainly I certainly did. And that was always that was always nice. There's nothing like peeing like in the serenity of the woods with no one around. That's <laughs> that's actually pretty freeing and wonderful. So if you opened the door to a public bathroom and inside it was actually just a forest with no one in it, <laughs> you would be like, finally! That would be amazing. If every door in the public restrooms was like the wardrobe and the lion, the lich, witch in the wardrobe, I would be all for it. That's good. You should think about that next time you're in there. What when you're doing math. You know, just to think like, ah, I'm just it's just a forest. I yeah, I'll I'll try those two tricks. Maybe not simultaneously. <laughs> no, but. that could be that could get a little bit complicated. Yeah. But to answer answer your question, nothing like totally outrageous, but I've certainly many times have gone inside a public restroom and then like realized like, oh shit, it's not gonna happen and once it stops and I'm like, this isn't happening. I I'm not long for that world. So I, I <laughs> sort of zip up and, and get out of there. And then, you know, the consequence is usually stomach aches and those sorts of ridiculous things. When that happens, is it because there's too many people in there or it's just, is there like a common thread of when you know you've got a bail on the whole enterprise? I think definitely the common thread is lots of people I don't know 
and, you know, a new setting. I think those are the two big ones for sure. And then sometimes, you know, if there's, I don't know, people being loud or talking or if I'm there and I like two bro types walk in, they're like, you know, like (laughs) being all bro-y and and talking and, and that doesn't help either. What is it about the bro subculture there's something really aggressive about it i think aggressive is the perfect description for it i feel like in many ways i'm and maybe this plays into my public urinal fear in many ways i'm a very you know kind of over sensitive person and i think when those types you know kind of aggressive about sort of all facets of life even like the way they like pee is aggressive and like they're like peeing slash like simultaneously like chugging Red Bulls and things like that. Those like just physical acts of aggression are, um, I don't know, overwhelming or just make me pause. I think that they make a lot of people pause. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. they make people turn and walk in the other direction also. So you have a podcast. I do. Uh, Tell me about it. All right, I will. My podcast is called Joy Sandwich. Uh, My wife and I started it almost two years ago, and it's really just about all the things that bring us joy. Essentially the opposite of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We talk about comic books and movies, and we kind of get into more nuanced reasons or nuanced things that bring us joy, like charity and community and literary community and childlike wonder and we're on Twitter at Joy Sandwich, and uh, our website's joysandwich.com. It's a lot of fun. You should uh, check it out. Thanks. I actually have a uh, spoiler for everybody. Uh, it is good, and you should listen. Yay! Yay! Known did get back to us and reported that he had some success with the math technique. We looked into it a bit further and discovered that the International Pyuresis Association, yes, that's the term for this particular issue, has a new technique that's seen considerable success. The short version is this. As you walk into the bathroom, hold your breath. When you approach the urinal or toilet, let about 75% of your breath out and then hold once more. Don't breathe until you start peeing. This has allowed a number of people the ability to pee in public. The IPA warns that you should consult a physician before trying this technique if you have a panic disorder, as holding your breath increases the amount of carbon dioxide in your system, and that could trigger an attack. Mark, Aubrey, and I got together to talk about this situation after the interview. Have you seen the pictures of that thing at Wrigley? Oh yeah, I looked at it. I've been there. I was there before the, the remodel, and I, I peed in one of those troughs. I mean, yeah. it really is as he describes it. It's just this big trough that's like 30 feet long with no real indication, like, this is your spot, you know? <laughs> There's no can, markers. There's like, no, like, drains. No, no it's like, can anything. can you fit between two of the people who are currently at the trough? Yes, go use the trough. <laughs> that is the, the whole logic behind it. Yeah, it's very... Uh, anyway, I think that might give anyone pause, but uh, but I, I have had this fear. I had this fear for many years. You know, what is the fear of? Is it afraid that somebody's going to see you? There's a weird, I don't know, like a, a, a convention of behavior behind male bathroom etiquette. Everyone just picks up on it. You're not supposed to make eye contact. Right. You're not supposed to use an adjacent urinal if there's another urinal available. See, this is what yeah. I was, I, I yeah. feel like I asked you him did. about this, mm. and he didn't know. 
But this is what I've heard before. Yeah. That there it, are these rules and everyone just knows them. It's absolutely true. If there's three urinals, you go to one or three, and then the next person who comes in goes to the one you didn't pick. And then you only use two if there's no other option. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of a thing. That's just how it is. And you don't talk to anyone unless there's something to talk about or it's someone you know really well. But and, I, in many cases, even if and, it's someone you know really well, suddenly you don't know each other in and even, and sometimes then, like, maybe if you're continuing a conversation that happened while you were outside, but more often than not, the conversation is truncated by a, just, and as soon as you walk in, and then picks up exactly from where it left off the moment right. that you walk out, or possibly are washing your hands, because then it's like a safe moment, yeah. because you've, you've, I don't know, washed the sin away, I'm not sure. Can you guys <laughs> tell me, because this, I think this is really interesting, because for women, and I mean, obviously, everyone's experience is different, blah, 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 et cetera. But for most women that I know, the women's bathroom is like a safe space. If some shit goes down in the bathroom, if somebody doesn't have toilet paper, you get them some toilet paper. You know what I mean? You're, it's a supportive you're, environment. Yes, you're there to help. Um, yeah. well, like, toilet toilet paper, I would think, is is a, is a safe thing because yeah. yeah, that's Yo, that's that's horrifying. That's like help a brother out. Yeah, that's like if you see someone lying in the street while bleeding. That yeah, then you call nine one one, obviously. But there's no talking. No, no, no. There's no conversation because you don't have any privacy. That's what I think is interesting. I think that if if women's bathrooms were set up like men's rooms with just no dividers and you just have to like be really close to somebody while you're peeing. I don't think women would like that either. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think it's a, I feel like it's a extra cruel thing to do to men too, because of everybody's already really self-conscious about their penis. But like women wouldn't like doing that either. I really don't think it's about the penis thing because when I had this, I would have it even in the stall, even the most private place you can be in the bathroom. Yeah. But you don't, you know, I don't talk through the bathroom door either. No, but I couldn't. No, I just I couldn't pee. I couldn't go unless oh. unless everybody left the room. I'd actually it was like almost like Howard Hughes, where I had to like wait until everybody left. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's some sort of weird sexual thing. Like you don't want to be uh, like like one of the worst things that like a, a straight man can call another straight man is gay. So maybe it's like it's something to do with that because everyone has their own penis in their hand. I'm not sure. <laughs> I actually think it's more to do with vulnerability, and and by that I mean when you're peeing, you're vulnerable. You can't move, you can't defend yourself, you can't even see behind you. Well, I mean, that's... You, you think about, you're going to go pee in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to go pee against a tree. Why? Why not just not... Why just pee wherever? But most of the time you pee against something. It's for protection. You've got that one place covered. If it was for protection, wouldn't you face away from the tree? Well, that does make sense. You have your back to the tree oh, and just maybe it's a, outward? Maybe it's a strange shame thing because you're always, when you're always taught to do it, is, is the moment that you can handle it on your own, you're doing it by yourself. That's a good point. Shame has probably Because you're, to do you're always in the bathroom alone at home. There, the techniques for overcoming this, um, there's the math one. There's the complicated breathing one that I mentioned. Uh, which I have not tried because I'm, I, I've actually pretty much overcome this. But the way I overcame it's kind of different than those. Did you, did you just roll with your fear? Did you stop fighting it? I decided that, you know what? Screw you. And I kind of imagined myself peeing on the shoes of the other people in, the, in this room. Now, I'm like not literally <laughs> doing this, of no, course. Perfect. I'm being totally polite. But in my mind, that's what I'm thinking. 
I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to pee in that guy's shoes. Well, you flipped it. You flipped it to anger. It's aggressive. Yeah, it's not anger. I'm not angry with them. I'm arrogant. I'm, I'm flipping being ashamed to being arrogant. Similar to anger in that it empowers you. It's a powerful emotion. Yes. It puts you in a position to harm someone else rather than being harmed yourself. Right, and that was enough for me to get over it. And now uh, it's really not a, not a problem. I'm not suggesting this is a technique for anybody, but that's what worked for me. I mean, at the end of the day, you just have to pee. I, I, what I liked about Known is he's completely candid about this, and um, I don't know that he was aware that this is a pretty common thing. It's um, like 15% of men at least experience this. There's even oh. a society to fight it. Yeah, I wouldn't be... I mean, I was surprised when he was like, oh, I don't know, I guess maybe other people. I was like, oh my God, this yeah. seems like it would be so common. No, I've, I've ran into other people who have this issue as well. And women have it too. Sure. Not as uh, not uh, not as commonly apparently, because um, plumbing's quite a bit yeah. different. And now you can visit the restroom yourself, thanks to Known Wells of the fabulous podcast Joy Sandwich, which you can find on iTunes and wherever finer podcasts are sold. And thanks to you for listening. Our hosts are Aubrey Henretti, Mark Gronke, and myself, Jeff Wagg. This has been a production of the College of Curiosity. You can find us on Facebook and at collegeofcuriosity.com. Hey there, Jeff again. I'd just like to let you know that we have a trip for the curious planned for the first weekend of August 2016. We'll be taking over a dark sky site high in the Colorado Rockies for some exploration and astronomy. During the day, we'll visit some local sites such as Wolf Mountain, where we may have a close encounter with actual wolves, and Bishop's Castle, one man's hand-built fortress in the sky. Then we'll gather for a meal and talk about how ancient Americans viewed the stars and get some instructions for how to use the array of telescopes we'll have set up. If the weather cooperates, and it's likely to, we should be able to see things such as Pluto, nebulae, and galaxies, and the amazing glow of our galactic disk, known as the Milky Way. Space is unlimited, but we only have room for so many. Full details are available at collegeofcuriosity.com. We hope you can join us.